Yeah, so just, just as an introduction to the people who may or may not hear this as a podcast, I'll sort of edit it, and, or not edit it, but compile it and send it to you guys, let me know what you think. This okay. is, a, uh, a, I think, a very honest and, and brave and noble complaint that a listener had against me with regards to my encouragement of a particular thread with, uh, with regards to the public space aspect of the Free Domain Radio boards, along with the uh, question of the potential imbalance of authority that occurs between a board admin and listeners who are being, let's just say, a tad rambunctious on the boards. And so um, I sort of encourage... Uh, I encouraged this gentleman to uh, pursue this line of reasoning and then got sort of less pleased <laughs> with that line of reasoning in a podcast without a lot of, I think, don't think with any intervening comments. And so he quite rightly felt, well, what's the point of encouraging me to pursue a line of inquiry and then getting upset in a podcast about it, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to be upset about. And so we're going to just sort of uh, uh, go through the steps and uh, this gentleman's going to read, and since he's very kind, to read the um, the letter that he, he sent to me, so, so go ahead. And lest we forget, good afternoon, everybody. It's Alex, and it's Friday, May the 18th? No, no, Something no. Like no. That. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, no. <laughs> Satire doesn't work. Uh, okay, well, here's, uh, we have a listener letter, and hey, it's me, the listener. Um, my name is Alex, and here's my letter. Dear Steph, I thought I'd communicate my somewhat unparsed feelings about Podcast 759 in the hope I can work them out by writing to you, and also in the hope that they might be useful to you. If they are not, I'm sorry to have wasted your valuable time. I, too, am looking forward to upcoming podcasts on beauty and aesthetics and all the good things I'm sure we'll talk about. I feel two sort of conflicting things, at least two. I feel like I owe you a huge apology for continuing to explore the issues around the Board Attacks podcasts and the Board Attacks themselves. Why? Because it seems clear to me that you found my post destructive rather than constructive. If that is the case, please accept my sincere apology. Even if my posts are actually destructive to myself or others, if you feel they are destructive, my apology is no less. Because if you find them destructive and wearying, then I have distracted you rather than helped you, at best. And that's no good. I place your efficacy at truth-seeking above all others but my own, if I have to rank them. On the other hand, I feel this terrible sadness mixed with anger. I wonder, why did Steph encourage me in my threads to keep after the truth if what he really wanted was for me to shut up? I wonder, why is Steph still posting more board attacks podcasts if the issue is one that is wearying rather than productive or important? I feel put down and humiliated, and consequently angry in a dim sort of way about the whole thing. If I was so way off target in my analysis, why didn't anyone take me aside and say, hey, you're being foolish, at least? People tried to refute a few things I was saying, and we got somewhere with that. At least I made some progress in my own reasoning, as far as I, as I can only speak for myself. At the time, I felt I had something to contribute, some analysis of the situation that might yield further insights. Of course I wanted to share this. It is difficult when nobody agrees with you, and you're certain enough to keep going, not because of the aloneness, but because if progress isn't made in the argument, something odd must be happening. I'm proud of the fact that my aloneness did not deter me. On the other hand, if I was wrong and nobody could point out why I was wrong, the whole thing would go on and on, which it did. If I was right and still nobody agreed with me, what did that say about the other debaters? So I have this worry that if there is some truth to what I'm saying, nobody wants to see it. But it's a motivating feeling, isn't it? It's like, wow, now I really have to work out this argument. And on the other hand, a dim sort of gnawing feeling that I may be going insane and nobody is telling me. But I feel yet another thing too, and maybe you can help me with this, but maybe you're the last person who can, I don't know. 
I feel a sort of projection regret, like I was unknowingly identifying with Niels and projecting a parent onto you. So there's this horrible, yucky feeling of embarrassment and shame and doubt there. If I was doing that, how do I recover? Am I slated to be this irrational nut job who forever gets cross-eyed when faced with the truth? Will I just wreck every thread I post in? Will any conflict involving me turn into a malicious and subtle unconscious troll of the worst kind? Worse, because I'm smart enough to drag along a group of would-be philosophers on a meaningless quest to battle an evil that is only inside me. I want to doubt in the most useful way. Three last little th thank yous. Your podcasts on this and my stick with itness have paid off for me with many insights. I learned a whole bunch about the nature of subtle abuse that, was op that has opened my eyes yet further to the Ivy League torture my parents continue to try to use on me and my two brothers. One brother is in thrall, but my little brother is full of the red-hot fire of a second master's in a psychology-related field. Now he knows, too. I learned, but have not yet written about, a lot about how bullies operate and what motivates them, the excuses they make for violence, etc. Three, I had learned a lot about why people turn to violence as the first resort. I have not yet written about that either, but it was the Board Attacks podcast and intense reflection that opened new insights here as well. Actually, there's quite a few more. The point is, thanks. With a light of reason to guide us, let no shadow stand unexplored. Alex. And, and I just wanted to you know, compliment you on the, I mean, the, the language of the letter is, is beautiful, the expression is clear, and the language is uh, something that I envy, which is concise. And uh, so it's, you know, it's a really wonderful letter, and I certainly do appreciate you, uh, you sending it to me. Now, uh, was there anything that you wanted to add sort of uh, since you sent it or since we talked uh, yesterday? Um, well, you know, of course, you know, with time, you know, process things more and more. Um, and actually, my feelings, the sort of yucky, weird, mucky feelings um, about the whole situation have sort of passed. Um, and I think some of my initial, I guess, angst is maybe the best way to say about, like, ah, what is, you know, what's going on with the boards? And, you know, what is Steph's relationship to the rest of the listeners? And, you know, the people posting the boards. The, the original sort of angst about that is also sort of passed, but now it's like I want the knowledge um, of what's going on. So... Um, I, yeah, I couldn't really add anything directly to that letter. I, I feel like what I had to say there was definitely how I felt at the time. Um, but how I've sort of moved past that, I'm not really sure exactly. Right, right. Uh, maybe it was just a little talking with you and a little talking with, um, with Scott here, who's also joined us today. Um, you know, it just helped me sort of process it a bit more, so. Now, Scott, was there something that you wanted to add to this? Because you guys have chatted about this quite a bit, right? Uh, the only thing that I would add at this point is that I was feeling some of the same things that Alex was because, um, you know, I was also kind of like, well, I'm not too sure about this, and uh, but you know, but is this my problem? You know, it, um, so I just kind of backed off from posting. Um, I've just been doing a lot of thinking about it. But I mean, the whole thing about um, you know leading everybody down uh, the wrong path and you know to fight a demon that's just inside of myself. To kind of paraphrase what Alex was saying, I was kind of feeling the same thing. Right, right. So I, I've been wrestling with the same kind of thing myself. About podcast seven five nine, or just in general? Yeah, about uh, seven five nine. Okay. Well, I'll, I mean, that's all 
fantastic. And again, thank you so much for, for bringing this up. I can sort of explain to you my experience of, of my side of the conversation, and then you can sort of let me know what you think. And then I'll tell you about my evil manipulative side and what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I'm right. Very just, just to bring back yeah. that queasy feeling, which I know we all Oh, yeah. When it's not. Actually, I do, I do want to get that back, but in the rest of my life, not just here. <laughs> so <laughs> right. understanding, understanding is important. Right. So yes. first and foremost, the, 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 um, the pursuit of the thread was, uh, to me at least, fundamentally about the imbalance of power. Uh, and the, the focus was, you know, and please expand on this if I'm missing something. The focus was on sort of two major areas. One is that, oh, I guess three major areas. The first is that the board is kind of like a public space. And yet, right. so because it's an open area for discussion, sort of like a public park and so on. But at the right. same time as it's sort of a public space, it is also a private space insofar as one person, namely me, has the ability to ban uh, IPs, ban people's users' names, and so on. And that was sort of the first issue. Right. Um, the second issue was that um, uh, that creates an imbalance of power that may subtly distort the conversation. And if that distortion is not uh, available to people, then it's going to not be productive for them to, to not see it. Right? Like I'm always talking about the gun in the room. And, right, right. you know, if, 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 <laughs> if the recognition of the board admin's power is not there, then it's, you know, we're kind of not practicing what we preach, if I understood that uh, right, 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 right. correctly. And yes. the third is that if, uh, you know, since, since we're all going down this road towards at least an approach to anarchism or spontaneous self-organization within society, if the board requires a, quote, government, right, somebody who has the power to unilaterally arbitrate disputes through banning and so on, then right. is there not a mismatch between the uh, principles that are espoused in terms of spontaneous self-organization and anti-statism, and then uh, in the environment where these discussions about no central authority is occurring, there is, in fact, a central authority who has final power, and, and that there was a disconnect. Is that a fair summation? Right. Yeah, of that aspect of it all, uh, for sure. You know, and I think that's what a lot of people on the board were interested in talking about as well. You know, and I think so. You know, we have first. You know, we have the incident of the board attacks themselves, and then, you know, I was looking into a lot of like why did people do what they did, and what causes them to do that. Sort of, you know, Greg and Niels themselves, like, you know, what was their behavior, and looking at that. But yeah, you're right. Once we get beyond that, and then. We, you know, there was some analysis going on, and you know, I think prompted by some posts I made about, you know, Steph is the gun in the room, you know, and that kind of thing. Then, yeah, we end up with this uh, looking at the whole, um, the whole forums as a sort of microcosm, or or is it, or is it not, or how does the free market operate, and how does free association operate, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, and that, this is one huge aspect. Yeah. The reason why I think that's important, of course, I mean, <laughs> what I think isn't that important. The fact is that you thought it was important, but. The reason that I thought it was important is that, of course, as I've mentioned in podcasts before, if intellectuals get the organization of society wrong, right. like tens of millions of people tend to get killed. So it's pretty important, right? <laughs> yeah. I've got a great idea. Let's have communism. Right, right. Communism or fascism or, you know, even democracy, right? I mean, and militarism right, and, right. and all of the, the, uh, the, uh, the cover stories that are always going around, imperialism and so on. So, yeah, when people get social organization wrong, uh, it's pretty disastrous. Like, I mean, it's the worst plague or pestilence, uh, pestilence in the world. So I think that it certainly is important to say, well, if we expect spontaneous self-organization within society, but we, we uh, require a central authority figure to talk, uh, to, to moderate a discussion around spontaneous self-organization, 
then there may be something either wrong with the theory or wrong with the practice, right? If, if that, right? So, and and that, that's, a, that's an important question, without a doubt. And that's certainly what, uh, what I was encouraging in terms of the, the examination or exploration of it. Now, what, what happened then for me was that uh, there was... Uh, so, so when you said, Steph is the gun in the room, right? And I bristled a little bit at that, right? I mean, <laughs> try not to be... You know, but, uh, you know, to me, that's an approach which is, uh, which is saying, and, and this is the, the, the sort of issue that I had with it, was saying, well, there is uh, an abuse, uh, abusive behavior that's going on, right? And we were all aware, I think, of, of that there, it was not a mutually escalating situation. It was not, you know, two dogs fighting, right? I mean, there was an attack. And I thought right. a fairly measured response followed by an escalation followed by a fairly measured response. Like there was an, there was an aggressor and there was a defender in this, uh, in this instance. Okay. And what I felt was that the only time that you applied a fairly, uh, I shouldn't say exactly pejorative, but a fairly heightened uh, statement of a disparity of power or a, uh, yeah, a disparity of power I see. and potential for abuse was towards me, right? So, right, right. So why why are we not looking at the first issue, right? And then, yeah, why are right. we okay? We've got this issue, blah blah blah, and then okay, and then we're now we're looking at the whole power structure. But wait, what about the first issue? So yeah, right. And totally so the good. fact that you kind of went past that, right? I mean, because my sort of perspective was that if you're into the abuse of power and the ability to ban people, or which is basically the ability to reject people or, or cause them to not be on the board anymore, then right. certainly people who are verbally abusive have far more power than I do, right? Because I can ban people's IPs, but they could just come in using proxies or bypasses or go to a public library or whatever they want. I can ban people's usernames. They can just can, you can play whack-a-mole, and you know because you've been a board admin too, right? So you just you, I don't really have that much power to ban people. However, uh, somebody who is verbally abusive to a particular individual and continues that abuse, so every time Greg would log on, Niels would oppose something abusive about him, then Greg right. has far more power, in a sense, to ban uh, sorry, Niels has far more power to ban Greg from the board than I do to ban Niels from the board, right? Because right. creating a hostile environment for someone, unless they're totally masochistic, is going to mean that that person is not going to want to be on the board, and it's more effective than banning someone. Okay. So if the criteria uh, was banning some or getting someone to, off the board and uh, also, uh, the abuse of power, then it would seem to me, it seemed to me kind of odd that you sort of walked around Niels and, and came to me with the sort of gun in the room comment, comment and other sorts of questions about uh, disparity of power. And that's where I began to feel a little not so sure about where this was heading. Okay, I understand. Um, getting a little distracted by other sounds in the, in the, the mic here. Um. <laughs> you have a monkey? Anyway, go on. I, <laughs> I heard I monkey to throw people off. It's an elemental lawyer trick. But anyway, go on. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? I'm distracted. I must be wrong. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry again. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, and and you and I had uh, a little talk about this yesterday. That uh, that uh, you know, there's a there's an issue of, um, and I thought it was it was quite interesting and, and something worth exploring further. That you know, there's a, this idea that um, you know, if, if one of the posters pursues the other around the boards. And post everywhere they post in this sort of abusive way, then they're really the one with the power to um, to do damage and and get rid of somebody through damage. And they're act they're 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 um, they're generating the abuse, right? Not responding right. to abuse, right? They right. are they're pulling the gun out first, right? And then after that, it sort of becomes a matter of self-defense. But if you only focus right. on who's trying to defend, 
there's something to me not quite. Uh, and and look, I mean, no, I have no doubt that you're easily intelligent enough, fellow, to get that on principle, which means that for me at least, and I don't mean to to to, to jump the gun, but I mean to me, it would indicate that it would have cost you something emotionally or in your life or with relation to your family or something. It would have cost you something to focus on the instigator of the abuse rather than the person who was trying to manage the abuse. Okay. I, I, I do understand and respect that um, idea, but I, I did spend some time exploring, and I'm not sure I can sort of link it or whatever um, here, but with the idea that um, – so we, we have this idea that, you know, Niels might be chasing Greg around the boards, um, uh, you know, damaging him, you know, and trying to get rid of him through this abusive behavior. But then you have to also, I think, ha- ask the question, well, is Greg doing that to Niels? Because certainly – if we look at Niels's behavior, it seems like he feels cornered, and I think he was sort of posting to that effect, like ah, I feel cornered, you know. And then this is where this is also where we get into the excuses bullies make, right? You know, like let's say uh, a man beats his wife or something like that, and then you say, well, why are you beating your wife? And it's like she made me do it, you know. She, um, she, uh, you know, she's been you know aggressing against me, you know, with her screechy language or whatever, you know, and. Um, so then I have to defend myself by punching her in the face or something like that, right? And so um, I think that question really needs to be asked here. And I think, you know, you've basically, you, you sort of asked it and answered it. You know, you said, well, you know, Greg was being reasonable. He was talking about the facts. Well, where did he, where was he being abusive? I don't see it. You know, so you were kind of resolved with that. Whereas I wanted to spend some time looking into more um, sort of what, um, what sort of generates this um, this sort of violent behavior, um, if if Niels's behavior was violent or abusive, which I think we can agree that it was, it's uh, you know you know far too um, aggressive and and posturing and, and and not referring to the facts, but more to a feeling of being attacked. Right? Um, I feel I'm being I feel I'm being attacked. Well, where is the attack? You know, right? Using it? like negative and so on. And and again, I don't mind particularly that there was a flare-up. Right? I mean. There was a minor flare-up on the board this morning where somebody said, sort of made an analogy to somebody abusing their own child, right? And I thought that was a bit over the top, to say the least. And I said, you know, I think that's a bit harsh. And, and the guy apologized, and it's like, great. You know, the, even the, the, the swearing and so on, I mean, if, if you sort of catch yourself and go, holy, like, that was definitely uncalled for. I've got to sort of figure out what's wrong with me. Uh, yeah, not, right. I don't care if people sort of go for each other, but... If when you then point out, like if they don't notice it and that they continue to be aggressive or abusive, right. then when you say you're being aggressive or abusive, they blame the other person, they, they project, yeah. they become unmanageable, they harden their position, they then attack you back. I mean, there really is nothing you can do with that conversation. You can't control other people's reactions. No, you can't. And yeah, and then it's just yeah, the argument just is based on not, not so much in reality, just, uh, you know, you're not doing something I like. Ah, ah. Now, there was a history, what is it? I mean, sorry to interrupt, but there, there certainly was a history that is relevant to, to this, uh, this conversation insofar. And I didn't know anything about this history until this came about. Uh, the fact is, of course, that, that Greg uh, initially was much more self-critical than he is now, right? I mean, he's been in this conversation from quite early on and made some pretty significant changes. And so he's right. much more self-critical and deferential. Like, when in doubt, the other person is right, that kind of stuff. And oh, I see. what happened was, I think that uh, Greg was, uh, sorry, uh, that Niels, in the, his relationship, which occurred on the side through IMs, I think for the most part, in occasional chats, um, okay. Niels was definitely the dominant one there. And one thing that happens, as you probably know, with, with this idea of leveling, right, that, that when you take a dominant position with somebody else and you gain ego gratification, 
from being superior to them when they begin right. to question you, when they begin to grow as human beings, when they begin to make reference not to your opinions but to objective facts. For a right. lot of people who have a, a streak of bullying within them, that's the time of greatest danger, right? I mean, to take an extreme example, it's when the woman tries to leave the abusive husband that she generally gets killed, right? Because yeah, when, right. When, when somebody's a bully and you, tr you, you sort of, you're in that relationship and there's reasons why Greg was in that relationship that, um, you know, obviously he has to continue to work on. When you, right. you sort of stand up to that person, uh, and of course, when you stand up to a bully you've been associated with for a while, it's never a perfect interaction, right? <laughs> because there's a lot of right. ambivalence about the interaction. But then when you stand up to that bully, the bully uh, will attack you uh, in ways that have only been latent previously. Uh, and so yeah. definitely there's, there's a history there, and Greg has an involvement in fostering that in an equal relationship and then breaking out of it. It's definitely going to cause people to be, you know, it's going to cause needles to become. And so it's a history that, that renders some complexity to it. And the, the imbalance comes to the surface, yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the, the ego gratification, the person gets feeling superior, is threatened. And thus, when you get stronger, when you're associated with a bully, when you get stronger, that bully uh, perceives that as a personal attack and attacks it back in kind uh, to right. either drive you down or if you're going to leave their orbit to feel so that they can feel self-justified and uh, you know, sort of ignore their own motives in, in being associated with you right so we also i mean this is also the opening to a whole other thing and i'm, I'm not sure that i'm not sure whether you've podcasted or not about this but um well it's two things that one i know you've podcasted about you know what are the attitudes you can take in a, in a debate i think you talked about that uh in one of your most recent podcasts actually um you know and the questioning and uh, you know looking at your own actions and stuff and but the other aspect is like when you get these feelings within yourself like if let's say you are the bully uh, and you don't realize it, and then these feelings of anger or whatever rise up in yourself, like how to um, <clears throat> how to recognize that um, and break out of it yourself. So, uh, you know, to look at the facts on the ground and, uh, you know, and what it's saying, focus more on the um, the, the facts of the situation and, and your own actions and, and this, that, and the other thing. And I, I think that aspect of it is not, you know, okay, we have, so we have the aspect of, Getting uh, the abusing poster out of the the forums if if he can't um, adhere to you know request to calm down and apologize or whatever, but then we also have the aspect of like well what uh, what do we do ourselves in either situation right if somebody's attacking us and they're being unreasonable uh, how do we get them out of our lives if if we find ourselves uh, you know at least our feelings are telling us you know uh, this person is is being a jerk and I feel like you know I want to hit them or I want to lash out you know how to deal with that. So I wanted to look into that more as well. And then we finally have this uh, this issue which uh, you outlined with a, a few points just earlier in, in this uh, in this conversation about the nature of, you know, the forums themselves and you're the owner and, you know, is there a government and, you know, how is our microcosm uh, uh, reflecting all that? So it's it's quite large and it's it's quite hard to... Um, to to sort of isolate, well, which one is the most important to talk about? And I, I do agree with you that, you know, if there's violence in your life, the first issue is, you know, to um, to to stop the violence in your life. So, and then then move on to understanding, you know, the, the bigger picture. Yeah, Alex, can I just jump in? Go ahead. Please. Uh, please. Okay, question. So, are you, in your first uh, aspect that you mentioned, are you referring to, um, how to deal with someone who is being verbally abusive in, in the sense of using curiosity to perhaps uh, diffuse their abusive behavior? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to that. Actually, my, my little brother and I, uh, the one with the second master's in psychology, had a discussion about that this morning. But yeah, that's, that's, that's one aspect of it. 
for yeah. sure. And is is another aspect, uh, an aspect of self awareness that if I or anyone else who's listening to this is posting and um, finds himself going into a, a spiral of escalating abusive behavior or wanting to go that way, then a, a method that one could use to sort of de-escalate oneself. Right, right. And, you know, if you're trying to actually get to the facts and make a change or, you know, trying to do anything actually productive in reality, then, yeah, you do need to um, you have a process to get yourself out of an escalating situation. So there's a lot to be learned by the board attacks themselves, I guess is my point there. Right. Now, the, 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 the sort of, I'll just give my sort of very, very quick answers to the, the three questions, and then you can let me know if that sort of makes any okay. sense. The first is that you don't engage at the level of the, the, uh, the quote, facts, right? I mean, that was, uh, you, you simply just say, that's abusive, I don't appreciate it. I mean, you, you don't have the right to talk to me that way. And you don't engage in the realm of, well, you said this and I said that. And like, you, you simply focus on, on the abuse, right? So uh, when I first came into that thread, I said, don't be abusive. Right. right? Because that was the issue. It wasn't whether or not this website was, you know, true or false. Right, right. I mean, nobody right, knows. Right. But the issue yeah. is the abuse, right? So you've got to focus in on the abuse and to give a clear no to the abuse, right? Now, then you can't control how that other, that other person acts. I don't think that it's valid to be curious about the motives of an abuser. I, 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 just, I don't. I could be totally wrong okay. about that. Okay. But uh, I have never found, uh, and I've tried six million different ways for Sunday uh, in these you know, various interactions in my life, I've never found somebody pull up from that level of, of hostility. Like, I've never found somebody really? who, who escalates or who is that aggressive ever. Uh, I've never seen anybody ever pull out where the pulling out is not just a maneuver to gain well, sort of you know, like the mealy mouth apology, you know, like, I'm sorry I let you provoke me so much with your evil, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. When, when somebody has that capacity to lash out, that's sort of right. when I said that they have a lot of bodies in their wake, right? It's not the first time right. they've done it, especially if they've had kids and they've done it to their own kids. Uh, it's, yeah. There's a huge amount of backlog there. Sure, sure. They can, they can pile up icebergs against their change or their ability to change, for sure, if they've, if they've really been terrible. But if... if but it does seem incredibly fatalistic, uh, Steph, to say that if somebody, if you perceive somebody as, um, you know, having acted abusively, abusively in this situation, that they do that in all aspects of their lives for future, all future and all past. For instance, like I can remember, you know, I have a little brother. I can remember being pretty much of a jerk to him on occasion. And now we get along uh, pretty well. And I think he's, you know, quite able to point out when I'm sort of slipping into being a jerk, if, if that ever happens. Um, so, you know, I feel like, change is possible, right? And, you know, if we, if we make the argument too strongly that um, that any sort of lashing out or whatever indicates the person can never recover, I mean, that, like, that just sort of says, well, you know, if I've ever lashed out, and, you know, why am I listening to podcasts? I just sort of should <laughs> go find a cliff quickly and do humanity a favor. Well, that's certainly true. I mean, I, I don't believe... Oh, no. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, that, that's... Uh, that's uh, sorry, what I mean is true is to say it is an extreme statement, I agree, to say that somebody who verbally abuses somebody can never be saved. But... Right. Uh, and, and that, you know, that, that may be... Uh, may un I, I've certainly found it empirically true. Uh, and again, I don't know okay. the level of what happened with your brother and yourself, but uh, I would certainly say that if that person can be saved, it is not up to the victim to do so. Oh, right? it's absolutely, not up to the yeah. To save the abuser, right? Absolutely, I, mean, that's I, I 100 percent agree. With you. That's uh, that's fusion. Yeah. That's I mean, that's yeah. Can I stuff. can I understand my tormentor and help change them to save myself? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, that's the, not a good the idea. The guy may be cured of rape somehow, 
but right. it's not the rape victim who's going to do it, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> right, right, right. Steph, um, on one of the threads, I don't remember exactly which one, you um, posted a definition of what abuse was, at least in the context of the boards. Could you restate that definition? Uh, sure. Uh, do you want me to look it up, or do you want me to just sort of try and re repiece it together? <laughs> I'll try and repiece it together. Uh, uh, yeah, whichever. Of abuse is to... Uh, to put forward a universal condemnation, like a condemnation of someone based on universal values that you are mm -hmm. violating by putting forward that condemnation, right? So if I say to you, you're so fucking hostile, right? Right. then obviously right. I'm saying hostility is bad, but because I'm swearing at you, I'm violating the same universal premise that I'm using to condemn you. It's a violation right. of universally preferable behavior, right? That to mm -hmm. me is abusive. Like if I just say, uh, you stink, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's... <laughs> Abusive, that's just kind of stupid, right? But when I, right. when I manipulate you with an appeal to universal values, which I am violating through, like, <laughs> say you're negative and that's bad, especially if I'm a determinist, is to both establish a principle and violate it simultaneously, uh, which mm -hmm. is an attack more on one's capacity to, to, to reason and to understand than it is on anything else, right? That's what's so abusive about it. So it's abusive because you're attacking someone's ability to think logically by doing that. Well, you're you're destroying your own, basically. I think, like when Steph was saying on one of the, a podcast recently, maybe yesterday, like you know, you're spitting on yourself or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a attack. And what's fundamentally heartbreaking about this is that, and, and people they don't believe me on this, and maybe you will. I don't know, right? But okay. But mm -hmm. what's fundamentally heartbreaking about this is is I know for a, a really deep fact that the choice the choices that people have made recently on the boards. Uh, orient their future, right? It orients their life. You so desperately want for somebody to say, to shake their heads and go, man, I was in the grip of some historical demon. I've really got to deal with this, right? Uh, mm -hmm. you really, really, you desperately, I mean, you want that. At least I do. I yeah. want for people yeah, to yeah. go, wow, that was out of line. You know, I wonder what's going on with me. I'm so sorry. You really, really want that because you know that is going to change someone's life. Like that simple statement of the mm -hmm. third eye observing the observing ego, looking at your own behavior and saying, that is out of whack with the very values that I claim to espouse. And for somebody to take that pause to observe their own actions, to recognize the disparity between what they're doing and what they believe, I mean, mm. that is a life-changing moment. And you, I mean, I desperately, it's so heartbreaking to see people take that wrong yeah. turn, right? And it's, it's, this is now the next 10 years or 20 years or for the rest of their life. This is the direction that they're going in. This is the fork in the road that they're taking. And every step mm. they take down that is like 50 steps they have to take back. And it's yeah. really, really uh, painful to see that. I mean, fundamentally, what bothers me the most about it is, is the waste, right? The waste of happiness, the waste of potential, the waste of, of, uh, of the, the capacity to do some real good in the world, right? And I really do see that these are not isolated things, that they do uh, guide someone's next decision and next decision and next decision, right? I mean, we are creatures of habit, and the worse we do, the, the worse we're going to do, in a sense. So I, I do right. see that as particularly kind of heartbreaking, but again, <clears throat> you can't make those choices for people. Right. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. So now let's talk to you and your brother, unless you had something else you wanted to bring up. Oh, um, no, that was that was pretty much it. I think we covered a lot of ground pretty quickly there. Um, and I think I would just say about my letter, like when I made that, I made one paragraph that statement, I want to doubt in the best way. I think this kind of relates here to, um, you know, self-reflection and say, well, was I being a jerk? You know, just look and see. So, like, that's what I'm asking Steph here, like, was I being a jerk by, uh, you know, looking at um, looking at uh, the board setup and stuff like that? And and now I can see, like, oh well, um, you know, from Steph's from Steph's perspective, uh, you know, the 
the original point was, you know, the the abuse itself, and now here I am talking about other stuff that's not really that, and so. But with the same principles, right? About the abuse well, of power yeah. and, and so on, right? Yeah, the abuse of power, right? So, so I can I can certainly see that, and so you know, I've learned something just from talking with you here about that. So, and, I mean, the, the the phrase jerk wouldn't really occur to me. I mean, you're you're a great guy in a lot of ways, and I really do appreciate your presence and thoughtfulness and excellent writing skills on the board. Like, don't don't get me wrong about that. Yeah, I, I so. sort of had a concern about, and this was my, this is my evil manipulative side. So just okay, bring it on, bring it on. You might wanna, if you smell salt. You have an evil manipulative side. That's interesting. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm sort of I mean, tongue in cheek. <laughs> this okay. is this is what I thought when you began doing what I would, you know, perhaps unjustly characterized as being a professional Hamlet, uh, which is you know to to be racked with indecision uh, about to me uh, a fairly obvious priority of uh, of values, right? Which is that okay. if you're concerned about abuse. Uh, of power, uh, then you start with the person who initiates the abuse of power, and you don't start with the sheriff who's trying to struggling to sort of rein in the the abuse of power, right? Uh, right, right. So, so the fact that you missed that, what what I sort of felt was that there was an emotion within you that was going to be problematic for you if you focused on the abuse of power in what I would consider to be a more objective hierarchy or priority. So, if yeah. you say. The abuse of power, like Steph's struggling, and maybe he's doing the right thing, and maybe he's doing the wrong thing, but it certainly is a challenging thing <laughs> to deal with. I mean, these are all very verbally oh, yeah. intelligent people and technically skilled, and I had like right. six or seven different wars on at the same time. I mean, it was quite yeah. the ninja juggle, right? I'll certainly get say that. And, yeah. of course, this is on my first week on the job, and, you know, it's, all, yeah, yeah. it's certainly had an effect on donations and all that, right? So, I mean, there was definitely a sabotage kind of element from my standpoint, right, sort of going on. So there's kind of like a beleaguered thing, right? Uh, I sort yeah. of felt a little bit beleaguered, and there were some people who were, were helpful, and I don't want to characterize everyone that way. But what I sort yeah. of felt was that that if you had focused on the uh, the, true, the the real abuse of power, right, whether my response was, was just or unjust, it certainly is a response and not an initiation, right? So if, you, uh, if you're shooting back at someone who's shooting at you and you miss yeah. or you hit an innocent bystander, it's definitely a right. bad thing. Let's say that I did something that bad. But still, it is yeah. a response that would not be occurring without the initial provocation. So if the abuse of power was key, to focus on me just seemed wrong. And so what, what I sort of felt was that there was an emotion that would have caused you uh, upset or some negative feeling if you had focused on the initiator of the abuse, right? And yet you couldn't ignore that feeling because something, something was coming up for you, like at a very deep emotional level, I think. Something was coming up for you in this debate. Wherein, if you had sided with the principle that you, you know concerned about the abuse of power and so on, not sided with me, but sided with the principle that you wanted yeah. to explore, that would have cost you something emotionally. And I'm not sure exactly what that is. I may have a guess or two. And so I felt well, that it was kind of like you you avoiding your own emotional. Uh, I say problems is way too strong a word, but you avoiding a negative emotion by plunging into an obfuscation of the issues at hand. Yeah, I can see that. And then, but yet on the other hand, it's like I'm still sort of unresolved about like, um, you know, I don't know, just the the entire thing in general. Like, uh, is it not, is the nature of this sort of episode not characterized and brought about by the structure in which it occurs, you know, the boards and the forums and stuff like that and the power structure there? So it's sort of like, like I intellectually uh, still can't quite parse it all out, so I'll have to think about it some more. But I would certainly be interested to to hear what you had to say about like where I'm avoiding and what it is you think I might be avoiding. Just just speculate or whatever, yeah, sure. like because I, 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 I my own you, growth. 
sorry, first of all, let me just ask you if I understood that last thing you, you, that you said correctly, that it may be something to do with the structure of the board society or whatever that yeah. caused this uh, flare-up of abuse? Well, the, the, yeah, they're all related or or, or something. Um, right. See, they, now we it's can... not just the abuse occurring. It's like it all like the context and the la da da da. da. Right. Now, I don't want to be too um, postmodernist or you know, like it's the everything is in the context. It's all relative or something like that. But well, uh, sure. But you know, I mean, just... the interesting thing is that after listening to a number of podcasts about it, and we talked a little bit last night. We've been talking for almost thirty-eight minutes now. Yeah. You still haven't said that. Uh, Niels was abusive, right? And so now the abuse... I think I did earlier, but... Well, maybe, but but now what you're saying is that the abuse may come from the structure of the board or something like that. Do you see that whenever... And again, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm just saying this is sort of what I observe from the outside. It's like looking at you trying to connect with the instigator of abusive behavior is like trying to push two heavily opposed magnets together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get together, and maybe they'll touch, then they'll jump apart again. And I think with your own mind... You're constantly seeking to find some explanation for someone's behavior that is external to themselves, right? Okay. So uh, it, it's either some history with Greg or it's some, something to do with, with my power or it's something to do with the board structure. Like you're not willing uh, – and again, maybe you're right about this. I'm just sort of saying how it looks – that okay. you're not willing to say Niels chose to be abusive and that's Niels' responsibility. And you, you'll oh. sort of mention it and then you'll go back to some other excuse for that behavior. Now, when of course, you don't know Niels, and you probably don't even care that much about Niels, and probably don't even care that much about me, right? Because the, the major issue is that there's some connect, I would say, just, just from the outside, my hypothetical, sure, sure. whatever. You have not come to a resolution about your own history of perhaps being hostile or negative towards your brother, right? So oh, okay. you can't own that behavior within yourself. So there's a part of you that will constantly seek to excuse it or obfuscate it in others. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's interesting. Uh, I I don't tend to agree. I mean, I, I tend to like, uh, but man, what can I say? <laughs> really, it's, I no, guess it's something that I, I'll I'll you, think I'll think more about. That's, let me ask you a couple of questions, if it's okay, and you can certainly sure. don't have to answer a damn thing. But and we don't have to publish this at all. It's totally up to you. But um, tell me some of the stuff that occurred between yourself and your brother that you think, or that you regret, or that you think was problematic. Well, that I regret, um, I regret like him shooting me with a BB gun when we were kids after I had sort of taunted him about something. I can't remember. I regret uh, like arguing in a doorway and him flying through it and it was like glass and he cut his arm and had to go to the hospital. And I hey, regret sorry, can that. I just interrupt you for two seconds? Yeah. Now, you've just given me two uh, explanations and yeah. in neither of those were you the instigator. Because what you said was he shot you with a BB gun. That's what you said first. Right. right. Again, I'm just being annoyingly nitpicky here. And sure, sure. No, this is great. I mean, if I'm obfuscating, that's exactly what we need to do, right? Right. So the first thing that you said to me was, he shot me with a BB gun. And that's a pretty shocking thing, right? He shot me, right? And, that, yeah. and then you say, after I did X, Y, or Z, right? So yeah. the first thing that you say is his response. And then you say, we were fighting. Again, that's a mutual thing. And then right. he flew through. Was it a glass door or something? Yeah, it's a glass door. Right. So he flew through a glass door. So you're both fighting. Right. And then right. he flew through like some third-party poltergeist pushed him or something, right? So right. there's not, to me, a direct ownership of your actions to say, I shot him with a BB gun and I well, shot him through a glass door. Yeah, the glass you door is a little, that, that, little... That's what I mean little, by I say that there's a, a disconnect in terms of your ownership of these actions. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I think I understand what you're saying, and uh, it's certainly possible. It's something I should really reflect on and maybe gain some great insights on. So give me some more. For give sure. me some stuff that... Uh, <laughs> well, I think um, the last part was not such a... Oh, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I was just going to jump in. Do you remember um, when we were uh, walking up the path in Oregon Ridge, We were, you were talking about how you used to wrestle with your brother or something, and you, you kind of, I don't know, pinned him down or twirled him around or something, and it was... And then he went away, and then he came back, and he was kind of big and strong. And you kind of looked at him, and you realized, "Wow, I can't do this with him anymore." Yeah, um, it was very you, funny. Yeah, and, and was that in reference to a specific uh, incident? Well, see, this was that's weird. This is not really about abuse. It was like our way of greeting each other as like college age kids. We would like sort of play karate, and then uh, one year he went away and became a lumberjack, and uh, he's six foot seven. And it weighs like 260 pounds. So he came back, and he was just uh, so huge. He just picked me up by the groin and the neck and just held me straight out. And I said, oh, I guess, well, the karate fights are over, <laughs> you know. Oh, so, okay. Uh, that was just that wasn't about, that was just sort of a, you know, animal play greeting or something. Nobody ever actually, that was not, a, that was about us enjoying our, <laughs> our brotherliness. <laughs> oh, okay. Sort of Were you stronger than him for most of your time? I'm not sure what the age difference is here. Oh, it's three years, uh, two and a half years, three years. Yeah, so I was definitely stronger than him for most of our childhood, for sure. Right, he so grew up would you say that, much later. Would you say that when he came back as a lumberjack, that he had an equivalent uh, expansion of strength? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. You when you were a kid, right? It was absolutely, it was just about exactly, like, proportionally. And you didn't same, want to yeah. play anymore, right? Well, I was, yeah, I was scared. At first, yeah, I definitely felt scared. Like, oh, my God, he can just pick me up. You know, I'm a big guy myself, so... Like yeah, I was scared, and uh, but we you know we still wrestle and stuff like that. But it was just like yeah, it was a definite realization for me, for sure. Like if there is power going to be exerted, it isn't going to be mine. <laughs> right. So basically, you didn't want to play when when the roles were reversed. Well, I did. I mean, we still did play. But I mean, but but I, this I, is an important story for you. And again, I'm I'm just totally. You can stop me whenever you okay. want. Like I'm genuinely okay. trying to help, right? So if I'm being totally sure, annoying, sure, sure. just let me know. But. Um, but I think that's important. That again, not knowing anything about your history with the guy, but uh, and again, this is the I'm the younger brother sibling view, right? My brother was yeah, yeah. half years older than I am, and uh, uh, it, it's not that much fun uh, to wrestle with someone. It's actually kind of frustrating when they're a lot stronger than you, right? Because it's not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So yeah, and I, I certainly did that. That made, gave me a flashback, actually, of holding him at arm's length. My arms were longer than him, and he oh, was yeah. trying to swing at me. Well, it's know, the same and, thing with like, running, right? My brother was a faster runner than I was because his legs yeah. were longer, so I could never right. catch him, but he could always catch me. So there's like a fundamental disparity of power that occurs here, right? Yeah. And if you, uh, if you use your physical strength and abilities, which are not anything other than the random accident of birth, as a sort of right. physical domination of the other person, then it's really quite humiliating to the younger brother. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I, I do feel regret about, about that. And, uh, yeah, it's... Um... And where did you learn that from? Like, where did you learn that that was uh, how you... Well, see, the, this is how uh, my family, you know, sort of operates. It's sort of like, I mean, with the humiliation and taunting kind of thing, like, put somebody in a double bind, and then they act crazy about it, and uh, and then you laugh at them for um, being frustrated, right? Right, so it's like, so, no means yes, <laughs> and yes means no. Do you want me to hit yeah. you, right? And, and, yeah. I, I, I don't know, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm going to explode. And then, you know, little. so with me, with my little brother, it would be like... Um, you know, I'd have a friend over, and I'd be like, no, you can't play with my friend, too. 
know, oh, I want to. Well, no, sorry, and you know, just you know, making sure that he felt excluded and yeah, let's like, you go and then later on, he throws a hissy fit and starts attacking me physically, and I'm like, ha ha ha, you can't get me, you know. Right. So you would you would uh, get involved in stuff which you could exclude him because of his size and, and make him feel sort of like uh, left out. It's amazing. All the brothers all go to the same school. It's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but we I mean, all do. This this kind of uh, of humiliation that, right. as you say, occurred within your family. And was it mostly verbal uh, and sort of mind game torture, or was it mostly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in my letter, I say uh, Ivy League trained. I mean, that literally, <laughs> tormentors. Um, yeah, it was mental. I mean, but then once in a while, like when the, when the stuff came to the line, it got physical. And uh, so that was for sure uh, we knew what was up. If it was the more important the need, uh, the more explosive the situation. So. So then why was it that you began to uh, to humiliate your brother? What what need did that sort of serve in you? Well, passing along the chain of humiliation, right? I mean, That's kind of abstract. Can you sort of give me more of a oh. gut level? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. It's like a baton. What need it? That I have some uh, control over my universe. Uh, go on. Um, and the only, the only kind of control that I know is to uh, take control of others. I don't know. Because uh, I'm not in control of my... What was my instinct when I when I did that? It was just like my brother's annoying. He's asking loads of questions. Um, he won't, res- you know, he won't respect my privacy. You know, wants to come in my room and um, uh, so like I'm so, annoying so I'm gonna, asking all these questions like like on a thread. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Going <laughs> yeah, like on a thread exactly. Um, yeah, but that that's actually really quite complicated because part of it is him trying to understand my family. And so I did a little parenting for him too. So our relationship. Uh, is, you know, I mean, the older brothers and the younger brothers do that as well. When you have, you know, parents that are acting irrationally, it's like, why, 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 why? Um, but so I don't want to complicate it too much. But yeah, my instinct was sort of like, like, why did I put him through these situations? It was more like, um, it was sort of like because I could or something. Like, uh, I have a friend, and like, uh, you can't have him, or, or you know, I don't know, I don't know. Right, and I mean, I, I, I'm not expecting you to come up with that at the top of your head, right? I mean, that's, that's a pretty yeah. complicated thing, and it really is right at the core of the power structure within your family, right? But right. I think that, you know, when I sort of had a hypothesis that you hadn't connected with and owned your own relationship with your brother and, and whoever else this may have occurred with, that uh, when, again, it, it's complicated, but if, uh, if you don't know why you did it, then you haven't owned what happened, right? I mean, okay. that, that's just sort of a basic. Right. I mean, you, you right, don't right, know right. why, you can't know what, you can't know how, you can't know, right? You, you don't even have a diagnosis, let alone a, uh, uh, a cure, right? So, and again, right. there's no reason why you would. This is complicated stuff and it's messy and, and you know, avoidance is, is a natural tendency of, of everyone, right? Myself included. Yeah. So um, I, I think that it probably would be fair to say that if you don't know how this infection of the desire to humiliate and to, to a small degree tyrannize, and I don't want to sort of make it too dramatic, if you don't know what motivated you to act that way, then I can't think that you can really own that behavior and, and uh, have sort of come to peace with it and, and move past it and so on. And I think okay. that given that that's a pretty key thing, right, the desire to, to humiliate a dependent and, and helpless uh, younger brother, right, that given that that's a pretty... Uh, ugly aspect of your family, and I, I don't think you're a bad guy or anything like that. I mean, in a terrible <laughs> yeah, the picture of me that's being painted is like this jerk who goes around humiliating people. Well, no, I um, mean, look, you're, you're, in, <laughs> you're in this conversation, which is, I think, entirely yeah. your credit, right? I mean, that is an amazing right. thing. And, uh, you know, I never, I was never able to have this conversation with my brother in any kind of way, so I certainly appreciate it, right? I mean, I'm certainly aware that 
I may be more invested in this than in most conversations, so just let me know if you feel that I'm over the top. But okay. this is a family cancer, right? This humiliation. Oh, yeah. This is a family cancer. And yeah. there are certain things that you are not as responsible for when you were a kid, right? But now that you're an adult, uh, I think that um, uh, that there are things that you're responsible I think it's, you know, very, very key. Uh, you don't have kids yet, if I remember rightly, right? Right, I do not. That you know of, I think you said. <laughs> got some kids out out there somewhere. Hey, hey, I didn't say that. I'm just kidding. See, I no, just I, find I, another way to paint you in a negative light. It's you know, it's <laughs> manipulative side. But, but um, there's 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 a cancer in the heart of your family that I think psychologically you still step around to some degree, right? I mean, yeah, you well, still I, contact I still with can't your family, quite see it. right? Because oh, and okay. the reason you can't see it is that it's very hard to look at things that are bad and feel that that we've got a reflection in the mirror looking back. Right. Because right, it's, it's very hard to say, damn it, I'm so angry at that abuse when you feel, at whatever level, that you may have participated in it. Right, right. It's really right. hard it's to it. say, I hated this concentration camp if you're helping to process the body, so to speak. And again, yeah. what a ridiculous metaphor, but I'm just sort of trying to point out that it's very hard to get angry at your family when you feel that you may have participated because it's, it's hard to understand how that could have happened, right? Obviously, you look in the mirror and you say, I'm a good guy, right? I mean, there's no question of that. And I think in very many, right. very many ways you are. And there right. is a family cancer here that you avoid, right? Which is verbal humiliation. Right. Not so much anymore, but yeah, I'm, I'm making progress there. But uh, yeah, but the picture is still not clear. Uh, let's just leave it, you know, let's just put it at that for sure. Right. I avoided and so- it and I have trouble seeing it still. It's, I haven't like totally owned it and said, you know, Especially, I agree with you. If like I participated, with, you know, in this uh, horrible, you know, humiliation and keeping people down and putting people down and destroying their self-esteem and all this, you know, just the, in the worst kind of way, then how can I see that and then sort of accept that I'm an okay person, you know? Yes. And yes. so it becomes very hard to do that. Um, no, I totally understand. It is it, that is the hardest thing in the world to do, and my own particular. You know, just because there's no point in me picking apart your scabs without showing you some of my own, because you know that's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> but let's compare scars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my own sort of particular history with this was uh, I got involved in very corrupt financial dealings that uh, ended up with a lot of people basically being ripped off a lot of money in the stock market. Right? I got involved in a in a business. Uh, I was chief technical officer, and there was indication that the senior that the, the company who bought it, uh, the company that I co-founded, that they were corrupt. But I was still profiting from the sale of the stock, even though it was a total pump and dump. And in hindsight, there was evidence. And it was that process of being involved in that kind of corrupt activity that uh, really brought me up short, right? That was just like, oh, my God. Like, I can't think of myself as just a merely good person by saying it when I'm capable of doing something like this, right? Where millions of dollars are yeah. in an illicit kind of way. And that right. was one of the real sort of, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, horrible moments of looking in the mirror and saying, yeah. if I want to keep... Uh, a strong sense of myself that's uh, as a positive human being that's based on reality and not just saying I'm a good guy, then I really <laughs> right. had to confront my dark side, which was my own capacity to, uh, because I felt that I was so heavily stolen from as a child, my own capacity right. was to be okay with stealing back. You know, it's like, fuck you, yeah. world, right? You screwed me and I'm going to have a cold calculating relationship with you that is going to be, you know, uh, since nobody ever tried to help me as a kid, you know, I'm going to have no allegiance to anything, you know, whatever I can get away with, yeah. right? I'm going to get away with. And there's, there's a certain kind of scar tissue that's involved in that that's very healthy to survive this kind of environment when you're a kid. But 
the confrontation at the dark side of our own, which we all have, we all have the capacity to do some really bad things. We're all raised really badly, right? I mean, relative to right, right. But I would say that that exploration of your dark side is where, in a sense, right, your future, your humanity, the richness right. of your relationships, your, your career and all that is probably on the other side of that passage. Right. And uh, hey, that's why I'm in therapy right now, looking at that dark side. So Right, right. And yeah, so the last thing that I'll – sorry, you go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, and it, I mean, it is very, very difficult to uh, look into the nebulous um, sort of evil within or, you know, and try to pull it apart and find out what, what is it, what is so horrible in there or whatever. Right, and having some sympathy for the survival mechanisms that you had to invoke, right? I mean, right. you were sort of born right. a bad guy, and you're not a bad guy now, but during this incredibly difficult family environment of verbal abuse, which, as I said, is the worst of all, um, right. you had some survival strategies and survival mechanisms that were essential. And I think that the, yeah. the warning is really to do with the fact that those survival strategies were essential uh, and not to own them so much because it was just an environment that you were in that you had to do what you could to survive. Right. To own the things that you can, you know, change now. But, yeah. And so the last thing that I'll sort of say is that sort of when I – this is the evil manipulative side of stuff, right? So when you began right. to uh, – when, when you avoided – uh, the verbal abuse of Niels, I knew for sure right. that you'd been a verbal abuser, right? I mean, there's no question. Again, this is not a sole definition of you. This is just one particular aspect of a brutal childhood that you got through, right? But right. I, knew, I knew for sure, and that's why I sort of was like, you know, keep going on this thread. But I knew very okay. quickly that the reason that you couldn't see Niels was that you were avoiding yourself. Huh. Whereas, well, I still feel like I see it in Niels, and, but I also want to see everything else that's going on. So, I mean, maybe that's obfuscation. I'll definitely think more about it. But uh, it's like I want to see the whole picture as well, So, which I think is a good instinct. So, you know, partly I want to kind of go forward with it, and uh, I, but partly I totally understand what you're saying. Like, uh, you know, if, even if I am, like, saying, well, Niels was wrong and he was abusive, I'm also trying to sort of justify it in that I'm trying to explain and explore everything around it. Um, right. And, and in order to do that, you need to do what Niels doesn't do, which is you need to confront your dark side. And of course, you can work on that with your therapist. But another great way to do it is to listen to your brother. Right. Right. Which is what we're trying to do. <laughs> so if I can just uh, jump in and maybe yeah. reiterate. Um, so maybe, Steph, what you're suggesting is that Alex, in looking at his dark side, should look for some corruption some moral corruption well no in, I, in terms of in terms of how he's treated his brother yeah i mean i don't think he needs to to look for it i mean he's he's certainly aware of it right i mean i think there's a voice uh, and yeah. what knows who there would be for anyone right i mean this is not any weakness this is like why why would we want to stick our fingers into an electrical socket right i mean it's avoidance <laughs> yeah. it's natural but uh, i don't think that he needs to look very far right he came from a verbally abusive uh, household he had several pretty violent episodes with his brother uh, and his brother was clearly, uh, like when the tables were turned, he didn't want to play anymore, which is his brother's experience involuntarily throughout their childhood with this kind of uh, roughhousing. And the, this, as he talks about his, like, incredibly, was it Harvard-educated verbal abusers? I can't remember the phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah, Ivy League years. Right. And, and the, the awful thing, of course, is that your own extraordinarily good language skills come from that same dark pit as your parents' verbal abuse capacities, right? So, I mean, yeah, right, it's right. sold in the shit as well, right? So it's all very common. Yeah. But I don't think he Just has... Just don't to... use the gold to make more shit. That's, right. that's what I, you know, I, I worry about. It's like, you know, it, I've got these language skills, and now I can really be an evil troll, you know? 
Right. So I, I don't think he needs to look very far. Uh, the challenge in our histories is not to find out what went wrong, but to find out what was ours to, to make restitution where we can, uh, to listen to those that we've harmed and to really sort of make a commitment to something better. Uh, that's the hard part. Usually it's not that hard to figure out what we've done that's wrong. Uh, it's just hard to accept that based on our desire to see ourselves as, as great people. But we can't be great until we take the whole personality and the whole history and put it together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, on that lull, I think it's probably <laughs> about uh, a little after two, so I'm going to uh, hang up. Well, thanks so much. I do appreciate it. Okay. I, I appreciate the email. I appreciate the courage of this conversation. I know it sucks, and I know it's really annoying and, oh, and so on, right? That, but I hope that it's... That was Scott saying he was going to hang up. I'm still here. Oh, okay. okay. But are we ending? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think that's it. Okay, yeah. Uh, what I'll do okay, is yeah. I'll put this together. But, but before I do hang up, I'll just say that, um, I, you know, Alex and I talk about this stuff a lot. You know, we're you know, we hanging out, and, and we do kind of talk about these things, and um, it's really, I guess it's, it's a unique pleasure, and I guess uh, maybe any advice that you could offer, uh, Steph? Well, there, there are some podcasts on, on So You Think Your Family Was Nice, and I don't know that that would be as essential because I think that you're kind of getting some of that, but I think it could be helpful in differentiating your victimhood as a child versus your power as an adult. Uh, there's also a right. podcast on um, um, the, uh, confronting your dark side and the, the power that's sort of involved in that, and there's lots of Jungian stuff about that, although he's a mystic, he's good, I think, with the dark side stuff, but you mm. might want to have a listen to that. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you have come up with more questions, and, you know, I certainly would be happy to, to share at least my experiences with this stuff. So, um, but yeah, I'd have a listen to a couple of the podcasts. And uh, just, just it, it really is just a, a, a recognition that we can get angry at having been abused. Uh, even though we may have participated, we can get angry at having been put in that situation where that seemed like the best thing we could do. I mean, that's, that's the horror of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Well, um, I guess, uh, Alex, I'll see you tomorrow. And, Steph, uh, have a good day. Thanks, Emil. Yeah. I really appreciate the conversation.